This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. There it is, right on the stroke of the bottom of the hour. Hey everybody, I'm Kyle Rizdal. Welcome back to Make Me Smart. Back, I hope, because you're a regular listener. If not, then welcome. Uh, make Today Make Sense. That's what we do on this podcast. It is Friday today, the 28th day of April. Hey everybody, I'm Amy Scott, in for Kimberly Adams. Thanks for joining us for Happy Hour, or Economics on Tap, as we call it. Today we've got drinks, then we'll do a news fix, and then we'll take a break and play everybody's favorite game, half full, half empty, or as I like to call it, stump the guest host. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I think technically we have one drink today because I'm in the office. As anybody who's going to watch this later on YouTube knows, uh, I'm driving home, so uh, I can't drink. Miss Scott, what are you having? You don't even have water? I mean, you've got to hydrate. I I have my very old glass of studio water, you know, whatever. LA's finest. LA's finest. That's right. Studio water. Yeah. That's a whole different kind. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a kind of a fun one today, actually. I'm drinking a Pilsner from Von Trapp Brewing Company. Nice. Which, if the name sounds familiar, yes. it's the folks from the Sound of Music movie. They settled in Vermont and opened a lodge and a brewery, and it's this beautiful, like, pastoral scene up there. We, we spent, um, couple of days in cool. April, earlier in April there, and brought some home. That's very cool. So, and I, I think promise like, not to sing The Hills Are Alive, yeah, yeah, no, but I'll be thinking it. The, um, <laughs> was it like the grandchildren or the great-grandchildren were some singing group? Weren't there like four of them and they had some... Yeah, there were more. There yeah. were. It's yeah. funny, the movie got some things wrong, as we learned when we were there. There's lots of history. Um, there were more kids. I no, think there no, like I mean, thirteen or something. Yeah, no, all told, but that no, not that generation. The next generation, right? Ah, I think the okay. next generation had its own like like quartet singing group or something. I don't know. Oh, Somebody cool. will look that up. Yeah. Somebody will look that up. Uh, anyway, uh, so let's do some news. What do you got? Sounds good. I'm going to put off drinking this so I can tell you. Okay. Um, so, in your neck of the woods, uh, California regulators. Approved today and yesterday um, new rules for locomotives and larger trucks that they say will drastically reduce air pollution and carbon emissions, particularly around the ports and rail yards. So I think this is really interesting. The, The California Air Resources Board voted to set an age limit to retire old locomotives and require hmm. upgrades to cleaner engines and eventually to zero emission locomotives. And then the board also re- approved a rule to accelerate adoption of zero emission um, medium and heavy duty vehicles. So school buses, freight trucks, delivery vehicles, mm. both in public fleets, but also in some private fleets. Um, all cargo trucks that enter the California ports and rail yards will need to be zero emission by 2035, which wow. is pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. So. You're in Southern California. You know the rules uh, are expected to make a big difference to places like Long Beach and San Bernardino, where diesel exhaust and smog are a huge problem for workers and people who live in those communities. These changes are estimated to prevent thousands of premature deaths and decrease cancer risk near rail yards by 90 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean... You've got to imagine there are huge obstacles. For one thing, just the supply of these well, vehicles. Right. We're still 
right? We're still so early in making electric trucks, and yeah. this is going to be like a, a million of these things needed by 2035. And also, uh, the the reporter on this story, Tony Briscoe, interviewed a truck driver who works at the port. He just bought a new diesel truck recently. Oh, and he's like, look, I support this. I'm breathing in that diesel all day, yep. but you've got to give people like me more time to be able to, to buy these. You know, there are a lot of these owner operators yep. who buy their own trucks. Um, so I think there will be some resistance, maybe some challenges in getting this done, but could be pretty good for people's health and the environment. Yeah, it would be great. And just in addition to the supply of actual vehicles, let me just say as a brand new EV owner, uh, oh, right. the, whole, the whole charging uh, infrastructure is going to be really Absolutely. challenging, right? I mean, my little car, well, my, you know, it's, it's a sort of an SUV-ish kind of EV, right? But it's got a, I don't want to get all geeky, but it's got a 77.4 kilowatt hour battery, and that's a passenger vehicle. I imagine these trucks are going to have ginormous batteries, which are going to take much longer to charge. And even if the technology gets a lot better, that's still going to be an impediment. And I just, wow. Yeah. 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 We'll see hmm. if it's achievable. Right, exactly. But you know, when you read the IPCC report, oh, I know. About like, well, let's make it achievable. Climate change. We? You're like, we need yeah. swift yeah. action. We need right. ambition. Right. So right. this is what ambition looks like, and we'll see what it does to the market. But sure. as you know, like when California passes something, yep. it often catches on. I mean, yep. they passed the very first tailpipe emission standards in the country in 1966. So what California yeah. does can have a, a big impact. I don't know. It was that long ago? That's wild. Uh, okay. To look that up. Here's mine. It's a little geeky, but I'm going to roll with it anyway. And it's a thing that we all became really familiar with during the financial crisis in 2007, 8, and 9. And it's a thing called credit default swaps. And ah, what I know, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We had so credit default swaps are when one party takes out a form of insurance that basically says, look, if X uh, entity defaults on their debt, we will pay you out, right? And it's it's simply insurance against a default. Now, why would default be uh, on the rise, do you suppose, talk of default? Well, because the debt limit is in the news. And I mention that because, according to Bloomberg, I will just read the first sentence. In what is a traditionally moribund corner of Wall Street, speculators are piling into a bet that once seemed unthinkable that the U.S. government will default on its debts. Trading on credit default swaps is growing as we approach the debt limit deadline, which is, depending on who you talk to, somewhere between June and early September, that the U.S. might not be able to pay what it owes. So Wall Street, being Wall Street, is looking for a way to make money on this. And if the U.S. does default on its debt, if you've got a credit default swap against Treasury bills, you're going to make some money. Capitalism. Oh, my God. Ain't it great? Let's hope they don't make money. Ain't it great? Come on. Ain't it great? <laughs> Capitalism. I'm just looking at the headline. Bet's offering 2,400% yeah. payout yeah. on yeah. U.S. default. Lure yeah. growing crowd. Yeah. Dear Lord. Crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah. Anyway, credit default swaps. At, it's funny at that I day. literally shuddered when you mentioned credit default well, swaps. Well, think how it was just, it was Some so... of us are still suffering. Yeah. Yeah. A light form of PTSD oh, very, from yeah. that crisis. Totally. Totally. Anyway, so it's coming back. We'll tell you more as it develops. Done with the news fix. We are. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. Drew Jostad, half full, half empty, or stump the guest house.
All right, half full, half empty is the game. Some news topics from the week. We will tell you how we are feeling about them. Drew Jostad is in charge. Go. Are you half full or half empty on virtual try-on technology? I don't know what that is. <laughs> this would be like an, an augmented reality mirror oh, that allows oh, you oh. to see what a shirt might look like <laughs> right. before I thought, you buy it. I thought it was some weird kind of physics with a try-on being spelled T-R-I-O-N, you know, like like muons <laughs> and, and electrons. Yeah, oh, that's man. a different podcast. Okay. Yeah, that no, sounds so way it's, more it's, interesting. It's T-R-Y-O-N. Uh, I, I think I'm half full on that. I mean, and I'll tell you exactly why. I went to Target the other day. I wanted to buy a pair of shorts, but Target has closed its changing rooms, and so I couldn't try them on. And, of course, I got them home, and they were too big. So I had to schlep over to Target and take them back. Yes, virtual try-on, for sure, physics or not. I had the exact opposite experience. What? <laughs> they were too small. Oh. <laughs> but, yes. Um, <laughs> ah. Yeah, I, I think I'm half full. That's It's nice yeah. to, I mean... Any experience that is kind of difficult for people, like trying on clothes, if you can kind of yeah. take some of that out. Although yeah. maybe I don't want to see the AR ver- or AI version of myself in a swimsuit either. Well, that's probably true. I guess that's why it's half I full. I feel you there. All right. Yeah. Drew, go ahead. Half full or half empty on the demise of the stretch limo. I, I Oh, I saw that. that headline, but I didn't read the story. So are they like really They're... declining? Yeah, I mean, there was like a, apparently a, some sort of automotive show, and there wasn't a single stretch <laughs> limo. Like people, people are like, "It's gone. It's dead. It's going away." Wow. Hmm. I had no idea. I had no idea. Uh, I, 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 I don't feel strongly. I'm going to say half full because let's let's evolve and just do different things. Yeah, I mean, I kind of always wanted to ride in one when I was a kid. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, do rich people really need all that space to, like, sit around? And what I really want, though, is the thing where you push the button and the divider goes up. (laughs) I have so many times in my life, Mm. as a parent, wanted that device. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. So, yeah, I guess I'm half full, too. Fair enough. Who needs Uh, all that? that room absolutely absolutely all right wait let me back it up real quick here so uh courtney stuck this in the slack about the von trapp family singers for an article oh. from rolling stone in 2015 grandchildren of sound of music von trapp family form indie band sophia Mo- melanie amanda and august von trapp their first ep was called dancing in gold that's the title track so there you go hmm. there we'll you to go. check it out learn something new every day on this podcast drew all right Next topic is half full or half empty on Jack Dorsey's Twitter alternative, Blue Sky. <laughs> we were just talking about this before Charlton turned on the microphones. We saw Molly Wood's post on this, and both Amy and I were like, how do I sign up? And I'm still waiting for my little free invite thing. So Yeah, Jack, I want an invite. I know. Well, I'm basing mine entirely on what Molly wrote about this. She said it was like a great experience, like Twitter right. in the early days. Right. Um, yeah, I'm half full. I, I kind of miss the old Twitter. Yep. I'm not a super user, but I'm kind of a super lurker. Um, I get a lot of information there, and it it has grown uh, oh, wearying. Terrible. So, terrible. yeah, wearying. I'm half full. Yeah. I'm totally, I'm all the way full. Sign me up. If you work for Blue Sky and you're listening to this, you know how to reach us. That's all I'm saying. Okay, Porsche is bringing back buttons and knobs in the 2024 Cayenne. <laughs> Are you half full? Or half empty uh, on maybe not quite so many touch screens yeah, in cars. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm way full. Oh, totally. I'm way full. I have a new ish. Well, it's not new ish. It's brand new. I think a few too many touchscreens for my taste. Yeah, I still have lots of buttons and knobs in my car. So I think, come on, Porsche. I mean, is this like it always starts at the high end, <laughs> right? Can we get a, a Subaru with some buttons and knobs? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I still tell my kids to roll down the window. And, you know, it's like, I'm never going to not say that. So once they, <laughs> when they get the hand cranks back, I'll be happy. <laughs> you know what's funny is our, our kids would not know what to do with hand cranks. They would just be like, oh, this is so hard. What are we doing? <laughs> so hard. And it was hard. We had this old Volvo that was like, I know. You, know, you had to have a serious bicep to get that thing and down. And let me tell you about driving without power steering. Don't make <laughs> me come back there. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Drew. <laughs> All right. With an AI-generated song out that uh, is supposed to mimic Drake and The Weeknd collaboration, yeah. are you half full or half empty on AI-generated music? I'm dead empty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's not a drop in that glass. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I think as it as it veers toward the artistic... Um, and look, it, what I do every day on the radio and what Amy does every day on the radio is not artistic, but it's, it's deeply susceptible to AI. And so I'm, I'm opposed. I'm opposed. Hard Yeah, pass. but it fooled a lot of people, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it also says a lot about the quality of music these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there another one or was that five? That's, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. We, got... we were pretty cheerful. Yeah, we, we banged right Just through that one. Holy pessimistic. cow. Jeez-o, pizzo. Uh, we're done. Quickly done on a Friday. Back next week. Um, today's pod goes up on YouTube later on. We're still working on that live stream thing, but we will figure it out and get ourselves back on a Friday. Make Me Smart is produced by Courtney Berg-Seeker. Today's episode was engineered by Charlton Thorpe. Drew Jostad wrote the theme music to Half Full, Half Empty, and Antonio Barreras is our intern. Mel Rosenberg, Emily McCune, and Antoinette Brock is the team, are the team, is the team behind our Friday game. Marissa Cabrera is our senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcast. Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital and on demand.